You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. <laughs> no, no special, nothing. You actually made me laugh because you didn't add anything to it, you jerk. <laughs> you told me to take it more seriously. You were like, I did not. Josh, you need to take your intro a little bit more seriously. I said nothing of the kind. Who are they going to believe, Mike? Me, because it's my podcast. Me. Actually, it's our podcast, damn it. Ah! Uh, already i've I've ruined it (laughs) that's it i'm taking off these headphones i'm done (laughs) i'm out take my gi joes and my orange slices and going home (laughs) (coughs) you've killed your co-host i know cpr i'm cpr certified (laughs) someone call an ambulance so Uh, Today, I had a thought about, because you mentioned in our last podcast that Octopath, because we were talking about, like, Switch, awesome Switch games, and it made me think about Square Enix, which I am sad about. Me too. After talking about Metroid and Mega Man, where we're actually fairly upbeat about those and showed that we do actually like games once in a while, I, I, I feel like Square Enix has lost its way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember when they first announced the merger... I love Squaresoft games because I was, uh, I mean, still I am a huge JRPG fan. Mm-hmm. Squaresoft made damn near flawless games. Mostly. Mostly. And then you had Enix, which made some of my favorite games like Valkyria Profile. Okay. Okay. This is the second one, too. I've I've not played them. The third one's not good because it's Square Enix. There's a lot of those games that I'll admit I haven't played. Didn't Enix do, was it the Star Ocean? Yes. The Lunars or something else? Yeah, they did Star Ocean. Uh, Lunar Silver Star Story was atlas i think maybe uh, i don't know i'm talking uh, a higher pitch voice because i'm not sure yeah but I, I i thought it was like one of those ones i, I i'll be honest I, I get lunar and star ocean confused because they both have cosmic names and that's yeah. as far as i've gotten in them sure yeah so <laughs> it might be axis i don't remember who does the lunar lunar is a good game you should give it a shot but okay but you won't it's too <laughs> anime for you <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's too anime for me um. <laughs> that's, and that's the problem with a lot of jrpgs but it's it's more than enix losing its way which i didn't really care about because all i really knew of enix was the dragon warrior games and i'll admit those sure. didn't ever hook no up. i didn't yeah. care for them too and, much like they're really popular in japan and they're not sure. really popular at all with this guy so, <laughs> <laughs> i am not japan i think we've clearly established mm. this but i loved a lot of the super nintendo and almost PlayStation era style square games. Cause oh, yeah. so the first final fantasy is tough as nails and it's not really, I don't think it's really be the intent of the game itself be tough as nails. It just was really poorly programmed. Well, it's one of the first from my memory anyway, like true modern day RPGs. So like it was kind of a exploring unknown territory a bit. It set a lot of conventions, but in the process it was programmed by one guy and he didn't program it that well. No. No. The remakes are much Oh, more well, they improve all the things that were broken because, like, half the buff spells and debuff spells in the game don't work. Mm-hmm. And, like, running was supposed to be based in such a way so that the thief was the best, but instead of using the run stat, it, like, uses the run stat on the player next to you. And then, like, if you're in the fourth player slot and your run stat is, like, based on some item you have, it's really broken. Yeah. It's, it's really poorly programmed. But even as badly programmed as it was, there was a core to the original NES game that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the... I mean, I never beat it until I got on the PlayStation remake because the NES one is impossible. Well, the PlayStation remake is also tough as nails yeah. as well because it's basically... It fixed all the things that were broken but didn't rebalance the game in the process. Oh, it did not. No. It did not. I haven't played on a classic 
yet to know no. if I don't think it, I think There's it's just no, a part the, of the it's the original emulation errors and all. Ooh. Like if you're gonna play the original Oof. NES version at this point, I fully recommend going like if you have a copy of the NES game mm. and you have a, a way of legally ripping it. I fully recommend checking out the Final Fantasy randomizer that they have out there because mm. they have a version where you can play the quote unquote vanilla game with all the fixes. Oh, and then that basically rebalances the game the way it's supposed to, it was intended to be, but you can still play the classic edition unrandomized. Oh, cool. So, hmm. I'm gonna yeah. check that out. Yeah, that's 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 a fun way to do it. I love watching the randomizer, and it's a a blast. But I haven't played the second or third NES games because you know they didn't come out here. Nope. And I hear the third one is impossibly difficult. I played it on. What did it come out on? DS. Wii? DS. Yeah. yeah. I played on DS and it wasn't terrible, but I don't know. The DS remake is very different. Yeah, like I don't know how similar it is because I've never played the third one. Yeah, the third. Well, I mean, it's fun fact. I do have this the Famicom version of it. Yeah, but guess what? Don't have a Famicom. Don't know Japanese. It's just (laughs) one of those neat things that are on my shelf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'd probably end up picking up a repro cartridge of that that used the American patch. I want to do that for the first or for the second and third NES ones. Even though I hear the NES one is broken in different ways. Like I've heard the that second too. One, yeah. The second NES one is just way broken. Like you could, because they didn't use experience. They used weird power leveling based on what you did, but you don't actually have to input the command. You just have to start it and then you can cancel it out and it counts it as doing mm. it. So you can power level in a single imp battle to the point where your characters are ungodly. I think they remade Final Fantasy 2 on uh, the PSP. They've done both the first and second one as like various Dawn of Soul collections yeah. and the PSX one. For the second one is basically just like the PSX one for the first yeah. one. It cleans up the graphics and fixes some stuff, but it doesn't fix the game-breaking glitch of your being able to power level, far as I know. Hmm. So you can I'll have to go back and try that. You can master that game if you well, want. It's to. It's pretty forgettable, yeah. Honestly, um, as far as story goes, yeah, because each stat in the thing is based upon whether or not you try and do something. So if you use the fight command and then like aim it at an enemy and then cancel it, it counts you as using the fight command. So you can just do that 256 times in a single, or 255 times in a single battle, and suddenly you get a bunch of points for it. And you do that with your weapons, you do that with your um, spells. I think you can do that with like doing unarmed combat, and it gives you a, like an evade bonus or a defend bonus or something. All right, There's a bunch of like so you can like power level all your stats, and then the only the only way to gain health is to take damage. So you just have your your guys battle each other before, right before you kill the last enemy. And then suddenly you like power level everything and your hmm. characters run godly. The game is kind of broken. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I wasted a little bit of time, but that's okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, the third one from like everything I've watched about it, that game is evil. Like the overworld is nigh inexplorable because it's just a wide open ocean mm-hmm. and like trying to find the next space to go is basically you have to know how far over number of tiles and how far up the next thing is. I don't know how anyone is supposed to figure that crap out. I don't know. You need to find an American, an American copy. <laughs> Try and play American. it together. Yeah. Live cast that stuff for the viewing audience. As all, we all two of you. Bumble our us. way through that awful game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch ourselves after we beat it. So yeah. we have some view counts. So, but then, um, I mean, Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. I, I think most people would probably agree that that game, as many errors as it has in its programming at times, is a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, I think it was the first time where they kind of set a direction for the Final Fantasy series because um, I feel like 5 through 9 kind of emulated 
what four was what doing. four was doing and it's weird because four feels like it wants to add a story-based game to the original final fantasy like yeah. I, i've yeah. seen two and three in action and they feel very differently from number one but like number four almost feels like because it was you know the first game that americans got after the original nes mm-hmm. one it almost felt like it was trying to be a throwback to that one but with like the story elements of number two yes yeah yeah and i mean i know it gets a lot of flack and it's usually not on anyone's top five final fantasy list but i think there's there's Every, something everyone in seems there. to really like six but i oh, appreciate I, love six. I mean i appreciate the simple brilliance of four yeah it was it was a nice start to a new direction of the series mm-hmm. it was it was the first evolutionary step of the yeah jrpg and i mean i personally if i'm listing my favorites despite the fact that i can't beat the game because the game is evil i love five five is great it has my favorite or one of my favorite stories. But you, I mean, I agree with you that 4 and 5 basically set two different mechanics and two different styles of play that the rest of the series followed. Because mm-hmm. if you look at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, it's like the odd number ones are very much about the mechanics of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And the even numbered ones are very much about the story. Yes. So 4 is all about Cecil's growth, or Cecil, depending upon if you want to say it. Um, and then 6 is very much about the evolution of Terra. Yeah, and, and Locke. And Locke and Kefka winning. Yeah. And Shadow. Man, I know Kefka dies at the end, but let's face it, the dude won. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I remember when I first played that game, when uh, he won in the, the midpoint. Yeah. I thought that was the end of the game. Yeah. I was like, what the fudge? <laughs> and then like there was this whole, whole other game. I was like, everyone's dead? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, in my head... Kefka's like, yeah, you can you can come fight me at this point, but my entire goal has been achieved, so I yeah. don't I don't care if I die or not. Yeah. You, yeah, you didn't really gain anything. No, like you defeat him, but the world still ended. So what's the point? Yeah, yeah. six was so beautiful though. Ah, uh, it's brilliant, and Kefka's the best boss. Oh, hands down, the best. I think one of the best bad guys in video game history, honestly. Yeah. Oh, with his song and his weird maniacal yeah. laugh. I love <laughs> his song. His song so much I love because it's like it starts off very sedate and proper and then it just goes crazy just yeah. like he does. Like suddenly cymbal smashes and things are happening. You're like, my God, this guy is insane. Yeah. It's brilliant. Like five is very much a mechanical game. Like there's a good story to it, but you don't pay attention to the story. You pay attention to the job system. Right. And the job system is brilliant. I like the job system. It was the first one of uh, where you can just kind of switch classes. I mean, three had it, but no one played three. I well, Japanese three. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't speak to exactly. it exactly. I mean, I've watched it, and it has its own job system, but it's not as well refined as it was in five. Right, because like, I mean, I played it on uh, the Game Boy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really count because I played Final Fantasy five before that, well before yeah. that. Yeah. So. Well, and that gets for American audiences. Five was the one we got before three happened. So yeah. the job system is completely irrelevant in three when you have five. Exactly. And they have a job system in Octopath that's similar, but it's not mm. as good. It's not as good. No, it's not as good. I like it. Yeah. But it's, and it's it's got its own quirks to it that I really enjoy. But it's definitely like this is five, but we want to pull back some from what five did. It, it was it made it a little bit more linear, I think, in Octopath. Yeah, well, and the, getting the jobs in Octopath is strange too. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm not as thrilled by that as I was with how it worked in five because in five it was a core mechanic of the game and felt organic. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, speaking of like, I mean, seven is story based. It's very heavily story based, like four and six, but it definitely feels like a mechanics game as well because yeah, of the material. The material system. Yeah. I. I know I'm going to make a lot of people mad if they listen to it, but seven is like one of my least favorite of the first nine. It's it's 
I'm torn on the game because I really enjoy the mechanics of it. I liked the battles. I enjoyed the material a lot. I hate watching the game in action because it's so cruddy to look at. It's, yeah. it's so piss poor. Like, I get that Square realized that they needed to make 3D graphics. I just wish they'd waited until they was good enough for 8. Because right. 8 is pretty to look I at. I love 8. 8 is very... Uh, we'll discuss 8 in a second. Mm. But 8 is pretty to look at. But 7 would have benefited from just being sprites and letting the materia system happen organically in a sprite-based yeah. game. I think part of it, too, was the story was engaging up until the midpoint. And then it just kind of became this weird... Yeah, there were kind of like, emo, like, I'm a clone. But and after the end of the first disc, when Aerith dies, yeah. or Aerith, if you're a nerd. Um, Aerith. <laughs> Aerith. Uh, <laughs> that's going to piss people off more yeah. than saying you don't like Seven. Um, but yeah, Aerith dies, and then, um, like, something about Lifestream or mm-hmm. something, and Sephiroth one wing out. Like, at that point, I tuned out. Yeah. And I just started playing it for the mechanics, which I think is the reason why I like the mechanics of the game so much, because the story becomes just tedious at a certain point. oh yeah like but i will say uh i spent i think more time chocobo racing and breeding <laughs> in that game than anything else yeah but like I, I need to go look online now and see if there's like a final fantasy 7 d make that makes it into a super nintendo style game i'm sure there is i'm sure i'm sure every Mega Man game has a d make at this yeah. point i would love to see a fi- uh, final fantasy like super nintendo style game of seven i think i'd actually play the crap out of that yeah because it, it, it would fix the biggest issue i have yeah, I'm real interested to see because they, I mean, Sony's been talking about, or sorry, Square Enix has been talking about remaking it for the PlayStation for, for like years. five years yeah. now. And they've already scrapped it twice or something. So, I mean, they yeah. had that 30-second trailer that was super cool. But, but wasn't that for the previous edition of yeah. the game? Yeah. So, But I'm interested to play that. And I know it came out on the Sony Classic, PlayStation Classic, and... I'm not sure if it was... I have the PlayStation Classic. At some point, I'll hook it up so I can do a review for the site and then also see what it is. I'm weirded out by the simple fact that it's a straight emulation system to the point where if you have a multi-disc game like Final Fantasy VII, you actually have to walk up to the system and push the eject button for it to switch discs. What? Unquote. Yeah, it's really weird. They didn't just make it one merged ISO where it just automatically switches the discs for you. You have to physically push the button on the system to do it. Man, I hated that when I was a kid. I got way fatter. Yeah, I'm like, you have, like, why on earth are you making people get up? That's not that's, that's not how game systems work at this point. Multi-disc games don't happen no. anymore. It's very strange. So, 8. I um, loved 8. I couldn't get into 8. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it was because I was, like, an angsty teenager at the time when that came out. But eight has probably one of my favorite stories, and um, it was also the first time I remember being blown away by computer-generated graphics, like the opening movie. Like I remember watching it a half dozen times mm-hmm. a day for like a year and a half. But eight was also the like almost as weirdly mechanical as number two was. Oh yeah, it was. It was tediously mechanical. Yeah, because wasn't that one of the ones where you were better off if you didn't fight anything until almost the end? Yeah, if you yeah. leveled up too high, you couldn't beat the end boss. Which is BS. Which, guess what? You never beat the game. Oh, yeah, because you did that? Because I got too high of a level. Yeah. Like, once you got past, like, level 50 or something, the end boss unlocked so much extra crap that it was just impossible to get through it. I maxed out my characters. (laughs) Oops. Yep. (laughs) And so did the end boss. (laughs) Yeah. And I I never could beat her. And then uh, I remember going online. It was like, don't. Go, go above x level or you can't beat her. i'm like what the hell yeah that was that was it was a broken game so frustrating yeah and then you played nine yeah i thought nine was like it was the perfect 
I don't, know, I don't really want to say an amalgam of seven and eight, but well, because eight eight was weirdly mechanical in its own way, but it had much more story to it. And mm-hmm. then I think nine is the one that broke the mold that said the odd numbers are definitely mechanical and the even ones are plot based. Because it was plot based, it was definitely the easiest Final Fantasy of the series that yeah. I remember. But Maybe I can actually beat it. Yeah, oh, you <laughs> totally could. But like the characters, like all the characters had depth. It was kind of goofy at points, like it. It felt like seven, where there was serious stuff going on, but you know you could still have fun with it. Yeah, because it wasn't but as hyper realistic as eight was. No, it was. It was like it was cartoony. The three D three D style was trying to emulate the old sprites. Yeah, yeah, and it was phenomenal. Like they cleaned up their graphics because eight even had like uh, the I guess in world graphics were kind yeah. of still chunky a bit. They were a little chunky, but once you hit nine, like it felt more like uh, an immersive experience than than just. And I mean, I'll admit with you, that's about as far as my Final Fantasy knowledge goes, because beyond that, it's mostly remakes for me, and then I ignored everything from above nine on. Yeah, I tried to, because I love Final Fantasy. It's my, it's one, it was one of my favorite game series. Um, Shin Megami Tensei is my favorite. Mm. Push-up glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, ten, like, I couldn't get into it. I tried to like it, but it was really... I, I feel like that's when Squaresoft... Yeah, ten was still lost their way. Yeah, that, that was when kind of they everything was just more angsty teenage drama type stuff, and it wasn't. It didn't seem like anything was serious. I mean, I've know? heard good things about twelve, especially the like Zodiac Age remake of it with like the improved job system and everything else. So I've every time I play twelve, and I know this is a dumb thing, and I've yeah. never met anyone else that that ex- experiences yeah. this too, but I put twelve in. And I watched the opening cutscene, and in my head, it's a shot-for-shot remake of the end scene from Episode One Star Wars, the the Naboo parade, yeah, yeah, the Naboo parade, and all that junk. Yeah. And I just cringe. Every, I I hate it so much. <laughs> I've never played. I can't make it past that first movie. Maybe then we'll pick up Zodiac Age and try and play through that after yeah. we play through the NES game three on a yeah. retro cartridge. Like, and there's no reason for it. Like everything about it looks wonderful. Yeah. It's just. Can't do it. I just, every I just you, you, episode you, one, and then you I have get the mad. same issue with that that I have with like the Kingdom Hearts games. Like in theory, I should enjoy them because they're fun, actiony RPGs. But I put it in, and I'm just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. I can't get into it. Like I just think of Star Wars Episode One, and I get mad. Like I kind of like the Kingdom, the first Kingdom Hearts game, but yeah. but yeah. the subsequent ones are. I got to the Tarzan area on Kingdom Hearts and picked Tarzan as my guy and hated Tarzan and realized I kind of shot myself in the foot anyway and I just, I stopped caring. But, I mean, it's, the question really is, at what point did Square and Enix merge? Because I kind of feel like that's the point at which they Mm -hmm. lost their way. They stopped being two separate companies that, one, were competing with each other for the hearts of RPG players. But they were also, like... They became much more about um, corporate bottom line, which I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say that like every video game company isn't about corporate bottom line because they all are. Let's let's just face it. They're all about corporate bottom line. But there's a certain point at which it felt like they stopped being about the games themselves. So it was Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. That was the first U.S. game, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple others that like were Japanese that didn't matter, but Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and then... Sword of Mana. Oh, Sword of Mana. And Final Fantasy X-2. Like, that's the point. And, like, because it was... Final Fantasy X-2 is the first time they ever produced a sequel to a Final Fantasy game. Because 
I mean, let's be honest. The Final Fantasy series is dumb in its title. The first one oh, was yeah. named Final Fantasy because they the company expected to flop, and then it didn't flop when that game happened because that game was huge. Mm-hmm. So their their reasoning for calling each one a Final Fantasy was that it's the final adventure for that world. After that yeah. point, peace happens on that world, or in case of in the case of Final Fantasy VI. Peace happens because everyone dies. Exactly. <laughs> you can't have another world on a dead planet or another adventure on a dead planet. But 10-2 was the first one where they said, oh, wait, the adventure actually continues. And then it became a cash cow because that's why we have, what is it, like 107 Final Fantasy 13 and 14s? Yeah, there was uh, or 15s? three Final Fantasy 13s. Um, there's like a couple remakes for like the portable systems of Final Fantasy 15. They did an interlude and an after years for Final Fantasy 4. They did a bunch of stuff around Final Fantasy 7. And I think they just recently were talking about, once again, trying to do a Final Fantasy 10 3. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... I don't understand. Like, 10 was so rubbish. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. But it's 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 the thing of, like, I really liked Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. I really hated Chrono Cross. And that, that came out before the companies even yeah. merged. Yeah. So, clearly, at some point, Square was losing its way even before then. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, yeah. I mean, you had other games, too, where, um, like, uh, in the PS1 era, where some of the sequels were better than the originals, like Suikoden. Yeah. Um, one was a great game. Was that Square? Um, I thought that was someone else. It's someone else. It's not Square. Yeah. Um, but I think... It, uh, well, I won't lie. Every game company has ups and downs. Because as, sure. as much as we will... Yeah, rave, that was Konami. As much as we will rave about Super Mario or, uh, 64 and... Uh, a lot of people love Mario Galaxy. It's harder to defend Mario Sunshine, for example. Yeah. Yeah. There's always so bad games. Every game has its ups and downs. And I'm only mad at Square because after releasing the really wretchedly bad but pretty to look at and gorgeous to listen to Chrono Cross, they never managed to come out with a third one to redeem the series. Mm-hmm. Ugh. One day, maybe. And it, I mean, I'm with you in the, in the agreement that it feels like Final Fantasy has kind of lost its way. Yeah. And... Like I won't. Like I used to make it a point to own every Final Fantasy game that came out, side ones or whatever. And you had them all up through like thir- the first thirteen, I think. When thirteen came out, I yeah. played it, and I was like, I'm done. And then you sold everything after nine, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I keep torturing you by telling you I'm gonna buy you three, uh, thirteen, one, two, and three. <laughs> they will, they will find their ways in other. <laughs> the only reason landfills. why I haven't done it is because yeah. But, <laughs> they'll, they'll join E.T. in the landfill. <laughs> I'd rather play E.T. It just, it became like too nonsensical. You know, it wasn't like a fantastical adventure. It was... Well, Final Fantasy VII started that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still enjoyed eight and nine. I mean, nine's one of my favorites, and eight's one of my favorites. Hmm. Um, but when they started getting into more of like the... Like, ten was pretty much like a soap opera to me, like... I didn't care about the romance at all. I couldn't get into either of the characters, like Yuna or uh, Titus. It was just... And then Pretty Pretty Princess was X2. Well, yeah, no, but yeah. the job system slapped on to Pretty Pretty Princess. Yeah. Yeah, so how would how would you fix the series? How would, how would you fix Square Enix, like, if any of them? I mean, I don't know. You said that there were some games from Enix that you actually do like? Yeah, like the Valkyria um, Profiles Have games. Have they done any of those recently? No. Oh, okay. no, they did do... Uh, I think a few years ago they did one on Game Boy, but it was wretched, uh, if my memory serves. But was that one of the ones that weirdly crossed over with the Final Fantasy series? Mm-mm. I don't there think was, so. There, there was, was a game that did that, but I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. I might be thinking of Suikoden Tactics, but... No, because Suikoden's Konami. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, there was a Game Boy game of something that I played and I was super excited for and I hated it. Okay. But um, I think that they just need to worry less about how many games they can make and how, because people are always going to buy Final Fantasy games. If you slap a Final Fantasy name on something, people are going to buy it. It's true. Um, it's absolutely true. And I know people that play those games for hours upon hours upon hours. That's fine if that's what they're into, but I think if they wanted to return to better, more stable storytelling, they need to kind of shake things up, give us a new system that's entertaining, or, I mean, hell, honestly, I'd be okay if they reused one or tweaked, like, the Materia system from 7, or the job class system in 2. Yeah. But Final Fantasy, for me, has always been a mixture of great storytelling uh, with good you know plot twists and things like that none of this i I, you know i'm not really a big fan of the classic japanese like we're just going to make this really creepy weird that doesn't make any sense way out there stuff like more realism in my fantasy you know yeah well it's 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 a thing that i think some of the final fantasy games have lost for me certainly is the long linear plot without a lot of exploration because something that the first game even though it's kind of linear and it's the own thing Something that really worked for it was the fact that it was basically once you got out of the Circle C, it was an open world. Sure, yeah. you were limited in where you could go, and you basically had to play the games in order or the dungeons in order, but you didn't entirely, and you could experiment around a little. Yeah. Like, you pretty much couldn't experiment in Final Fantasy VII, for example. The no. only thing that you didn't have to do was pick up the uh, Yuffie chick yeah. until, like, her, she was required. You could have accidentally found her earlier, and then, like, if you get to her the second you're allowed to, her area is difficult, but I when I played through Final Fantasy VII, I didn't bother with her until I was almost done with the game, and by that point, I was like 20 levels higher than all the <laughs> enemies in the area, and that was stupidly funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, just stuff like that, just, I don't need, because I remember, like, Six, for example, every mm-hmm. character had their own side quests, mm-hmm. you know, and I was engaged with all their personal stories, but then when... 10 comes out, it seems like the focus changes from like a group dynamic to we're just going to focus on this one person or two people and they're going to have daddy issues. Well, it was, I mean, it was something that Final Fantasy IV did that was really good was they had the, all the characters had a decent plot to them. And sure, some of them sucked. No one really liked playing with Tella or with Edward because they were awful, but they at least had story Edward. to Edward. I loved Edward's story and I loved Edward, but he was awful. I... Uh, I, I love the people that like play Edward and then purposely power level him like level 70 and suddenly he's swole and like can actually do damage for once. But on his own, he sucks. The best yeah. thing about Edward is that you can force him to hide on the um, battle with the bat, the, the bad guy who's not the end boss, but he's like the, the oh, Gilgamesh style character. Yeah. Um, Solid snake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he summons his little dragon and the dragon will like kill half your party. But if you hide Edward, then the dragon doesn't know what to do with him and just runs away. So you can suddenly have three characters in your party or like you hide him on the dark Cecil battle when he shoots its dark wave out at you. And suddenly like he survives and no one else does. And it doesn't matter because Cecil attacks you three times. Yeah. There are certain instances where Edward is useful, but he is less useful than Tella and Tella mm. is way uh, more useful. I can't remember a time when. Nope. I don't no. think like, like Rydia, either in kid form or adult, is not the best character. No. But, I mean, you get some summons for her, and she could be pretty pretty epic in her own way. But yeah. I would rather use Rydia than Tella. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Neither. No, I know. And it's it's exacerbated when you watch like an, an, a randomizer like um, Final Fantasy Free Enterprise where you can get any character and take them to the end boss, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> all the times where they're forced to take like Edward and Tello, they're just sitting there going, great. So I really have three characters I can use because these two are going to be kissing dirt soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> I've watched enough of the original Final Fantasy where, like, the thief always dies when they're forced to have a thief. And you're like, he's just making sure the dirt's not going anywhere. He's keeping it protected. Oh, the thieves were so awful. <laughs> oh, the original Final Fantasy thief was terrible. He was a wretched character. Yeah. But it's... it's The games have certainly wandered into this very linear, very strange, very focused on their own politics and weird bosses and... I mean, the Dragon Warrior games have always, or Dragon Quest, Dragon have Quest. always been very linear in their like style too. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a there's a certain Japanese RPG style of very linear play that happens in those, happens in the Fantasy Stars, happens in all of them. And when you get a game that lets you just free roam and explore at a certain point, I like those better. I think those are better RPGs. And I mean, I know my favorite game is Chrono Trigger, but even Chrono Trigger at a certain point opens and just lets you explore. Yeah. Well, I think I think when SquareSoft and Enix or Enix uh, merged, they took SquareSoft took Enix's philosophy on games rather than the other way around. Vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just kind of corporate corporateized everything. So what you're saying, what you need to do to improve the Final Fantasy series is to split the two companies apart. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not even then, just new ownership maybe because it's not, whatever they're doing now isn't working for me personally. I know I'm a minority in the Final Fantasy craze. Well, maybe not because I know that like they just canceled any expansion packs for Final Fantasy 15 because the producer left because the producer was running into issues with the corporate overlords and sales were not as good as they were expecting and... I mean, they had to develop Final Fantasy XIV twice just to get that game playable. And I think Final Fantasy XI is slowly starting to wrap up now because people just aren't playing it like they I used to. I played that so much back in the day. Back in the day. But I didn't know it was still around. I thought they killed all those servers. I think it's still up. I'm I, not surprised people were way too into that. Well, I mean, as long as it's making money, someone will play it. But, I mean... It is the thing of, I don't feel like the, like, I, I feel like fans are even deciding that the series is just not what it used to be. No, I mean, there's just, like, I like, I like being surprised when I play, you know, story-based games, and I feel like everything's just gimmicky, like, uh, was it Final Fantasy thirteen where you had the, the guy that had the chocobo that lived in his afro, like. Yeah, that's really racist. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> like, I stopped it. I was uh, very uncomfortable by that, and I, was, I don't, like. <laughs> It just was weird. Well, and then there's the thing of like, okay, so Lightning is the hero of like Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy 13 3 or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, and she's female, right? Right. She's basically a female Cloud or Titus yeah. or whatever, the, that character, but in female form. Um, and then like in Final Fantasy 15, you've got a bunch of douche bros and oh, they're, yeah. me they're a mechanic girl who wanders around in her Daisy Dukes. Like yeah. the strong female character that was getting built up in some of the previous games, like Rosa and Tara and all those, mm -hmm. you get girl and Daisy Dukes who just fawns all over the guys. Yeah. Like what the hell happened there? Yeah. I, I remember seeing the first trailer for uh, Final Fantasy 15 and being kind of excited because it looked neat. Yeah. And then the more I saw about it, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> You can get your mechanic girl with her Daisy Dukes and your cup of noodles. Like, it just, 
I don't yeah, get it. I don't. I and don't, I feel I like an old curmudgeon that's like, back in my day, Final <laughs> Fantasies didn't need fan service. Well, I mean, like, if, if we're talking about where Square is at now, let's look at Octopath. And Octopath is essentially eight very linear games mm-hmm. all stitched together. Yeah. And not even stitched together all that well. I like. No. I enjoy a lot of the game. I'm enjoying playing through it. But I'm going to admit that the story is the oh, least interesting part. Yeah. The voice acting is even... Some of them. I really like Tressa. Tressa was Tressa's nice, enjoyable. Yeah. I Every chance I get to use her in my party, I'm using her because she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like right now, even despite the fact that she's a little merchant who isn't really good at fighting, screw it, I'm making her a warrior. <laughs> she is going to be a knight. That's all I have to say about it. I think that it's a step in the right direction overall for yeah. Square Enix. But... I, I, I kind of wish they had a way where they... And I know this is a lot of reviews have said this as well, that they managed to actually have the characters interact better with each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. And interlink the stories more and also i just it's a weird thing where you play through all the first chapters of the game and your character like i fought everything that came my way i didn't run from any battle by the time i was done fighting everything and playing the first chapter of all eight storylines i was level 19 the next mission to do anywhere on the map said your minimum required level was 22 like so even just like uh, admittedly not power leveling but being over leveled for the chapters i was playing and just playing through everything i was still under leveled for the game and that's that's a little weird like the yeah. balance is off yeah it's not the story isn't balanced very well and the game isn't balanced very well it's like they really expect you to do what you did in final fantasy one and just grind yeah yeah the, i think that they forgot how to make a rpg because they <laughs> haven't made one in so long they've made a lot of open <laughs> world weird exploration yeah. games with rpg elements but yeah, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, the story, like you said, was kind of... Kind of okay. B minus. Some of them are decent. Like one Tom Cruise. <laughs> Some of the stories are interesting. Some of them aren't. Yeah. I, will, I will fully say that. So yeah, Some of them are very... Uh, I forget the knight's name, but very cookie cutter. Yeah. Very, his is. Very cookie cutter cliche. I'm going to get revenge. But like Therion but, with his like getting betrayed by the people he was trying to steal and being forced to work with them. I kind of liked that yeah. integrating a bad thief into your good party by forcing him to be a hero. Yeah. That was that was interesting. There are some characters that are cool. I like Cirrus because he's a sarcastic wizard. Yeah. Um, And I liked Ophelia just because like I didn't care about the feels of her story, but I'm sure some yeah. people did. But she was actually just a very cool to control character with like a yeah. lot of power behind her. Yeah. She's a more powerful mage than the actual mage of the game. Yeah. So I agree with that. She's uber powerful. It's fantastic. But yeah, um, it's a step in the right direction and it's, it's getting the games back towards final fantasy five. I just, I hope that square Enix or square, if they split apart, like we want them to <laughs> is able to make an octopath style game where it's interlinked octopaths and yes. things actually mechanically work together. Yeah, that's what they kind of build this as, but I didn't really... I don't feel like it was quite there. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, a lot of reviews have shared similar sentiments. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a week-by-week article as I go through the game and share all my thoughts on the matter. And, like, parts of it I really enjoy, and parts of it are line up perfectly with what reviewers said in the past. Mm-hmm. It's mechanically uneven. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, some reviewers were a little too harsh on it. Anyway. <laughs> so... So, so, so best RPG is Mega Man uh, X Command Force? Duh. <laughs> Obviously. That's, that's a terrible game. No one ever played that game. No. 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 <laughs> so, so, but Chrono Trigger is obviously one of the top. Chrono Trigger is my top RPG. I, I, I hold that in great esteem. I really love the Shining Forces, which are 
not anything related to Square or Enix. I mean, my favorite RPG is Persona 3, so... I haven't played that. I probably should. Yeah, you and, might like it. And then, if uh, like, as far as Squaresoft games are concerned, if, like, Chrono Trigger is number one for me, weirdly, Super Mario RPG. Oh, it's, uh... <laughs> I didn't even think about that. No, that's a good RPG. Yeah, it's good. And it's it's the best of the Mario RPGs for all of them. Oh, I know yeah. there are fans of the papers and the uh, and uh, the Mario Luigi games, but like you brought the masters in, you brought Squaresoft in their prime to make a Mario RPG and they mm -hmm. knocked it out of the park. It was fun. Yeah. And lighthearted, but it's nothing like Mario was missing. No. <laughs> so best RPG, Mario was missing. Yep. All right. I have been Mike Finkelstein. You've been Mike Finkelstein? I, I, I may not be in the future. Oh. <laughs> I will be future Mike Finkelstein. <laughs> and then apparently I will be Josh Schaefer because you won't be him anymore. Nope. And you've been listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. We will see you next time. Or will we? No, we probably will. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.